we wanted to start a wine company and we have one vineyard and we make really good wine. And then we're like, you know, we, we've done a, a really, really good job. And then someone's like, you only have one vineyard? Mm-hmm. And then now, now you start does, feeling like guilty. We start to like, do we even work hard enough? Like, it's right. crazy. Like, it's, it's how people can just start throwing things out there that can easily alter your mind about what you deem success is. But you have to, because that's very hard because you're always going to be hit with that, it's especially be, like like for, where nothing is enough. Nothing is enough. You're in a, you're in a, at least in America. You yeah, see nothing the media, is enough culture. 100%. Everything is about the, the next and the next and the next thing, but you have to define it for yourself and you got to hold that dear and don't let do it dear, near and dear to your heart and don't let anybody come in ruin that for you because of what they think success is if you have one vineyard you make really really good wine and you're happy with that vineyard and you deem that successful that's what it is period welcome back to the final episode Mm -hmm. of success fundamentals brian i cannot believe that we're saying that after what 70 plus episodes we're recording our final one final one putting this concept to bed um it's been a fun journey. We've seen, a, we've met a lot of people through uh, Success Fundamentals, but I think where we're going is going to be even more fun. But we're, we're going to get into that later. Um, but I got to ask you, man, like in terms of like with everybody we, we recorded, wh- who do you think was the most like interesting? Person? Oh, man. It's, it's difficult to pin it on one person. But if I had to pick one, I would say AJ Jones. AJ Jones, the oh, yeah. the global communications director of Starbucks. I now understand why he was the global communications director of Starbucks. Yeah. That man was insightful. He was brilliant. Every single topic that we discussed, he had an answer for it, and it was clear. And I felt. Like I grew so much from that one episode alone. I, I wrote down the the five different points that he yeah, told us yeah, about yeah. how to be C suite executive. I have it next to my to my computer in my office. Sometimes I'll just make reference to it and read it. I've never I've never heard anybody explain it like that. Right. Like because what you think that you have to do is just go like get into an organization, start from the bottom, and work your way, work your way, and work your way up. And he said that is not the way how he did. It. He even gave us tips on how to pitch mm-hmm. C-suite executives to make sure to let them know that you're thinking how they think. Take take a global approach to everything. Now, I think that's what I learned the most from him is if you take the global approach to everything that you're doing from a business perspective, you have a broader view. Um, you're just not you're not condensed to this one. Excuse me, way of thinking. Um, so he was really good. Darren, Darren was really really good. Don Pablo. Darren Don Pablo, one of the sponsors of our show. Uh, I mean, he went from the bottom to the top in the coffee business. Yeah. Uh, it got tough, and now he's buying islands off the coast of <laughs> Portugal, pl- planting crazy varieties of coffee that you can't get anywhere else. Just to plant coffee. He's bought an island just to plant coffee. He's like uh, on expensive boats talking to heirs of olive oil estates <laughs> he's like living like my dream life and he's just hanging in miami with his wife and his family living yeah, yeah. his best life yeah man um i liked it a lot it, it was what's funny is if you look at 
or listen to like our first episodes of Success Fundamentals <laughs> <laughs> and how in circles and bad it was just from being, it's funny because you, you see, like I respect the media game so much too from every element of it, like from <clears throat> like the host coming on the show, mm. how they have to structure a show, the producers who's making it look great. Mm. Um, because it's funny because you see it all the, like you, you come into contact with media so much that you almost take it for granted about uh, in almost take it for granted from what those people are doing. I right? think the more natural it seems, the more you take it for granted, but you don't realize how hard it is to make something seem natural. Oh, I'm telling you. When that mic is in your face, that camera's on you, you act a normal way in the streets, but when there's all this stuff hooked up to you, <laughs> you can't act the same way you act. Like you have to work to act normal again. 100%. 100%. I, I learned a lot from it, you know. Um, so anybody that's on TV, like anybody who's mm-hmm. doing hosting, anybody who has to uh, like host like entire, like like the Grammys, that person. Oh, for you, you, like think about that. You know, you got to make people laugh and shit. So it's just like a... Yeah, I, I learned a lot. Who else was interesting? I gotta, <clears throat> I gotta give a shout out to the shaman, Mark Weissman. Oh yeah, yeah. There's certain things that he said in that interview that still echo in my mind, including but not limited to, your intentions are everything. The intent behind everything that you do dictates whether it's a good or bad move. When we were talking about materialism, for sure. He said, "Why do you want to buy that car? Is it because you find it?" to be a beautiful piece of machinery and you admire the craftsmanship or are you doing it to compete with your next door neighbor so you feel like you're better than him or her? Exactly. It's the same car, but the intent behind that purchase makes the whole difference in the world, the all difference in the world. That's that's a powerful idea when you think about it because if you, <clears throat> in anything that that you do, I think that you have to look at what the intention is. And mm-hmm. not time because if it's, if it's behind the wrong intent, you're you're never going to be satisfied because, like you said, you can you can have the the car or the house or the clothing or whatever you want to have it. But if if it's for you, then it's satisfying to you. Right. But if it's if 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 you're doing it to show off or to one up the next person, then you're you're gonna that's a that's a stressful way to live. To well, be honest. Well, let me ask you this: What have your perceptions of what success is? changed as a result of having 70 plus conversations with successful people yeah actually um yes and no <clears throat> i think that um I was, me is not so money oriented n- anymore right because because again i think everybody's perception of what success is has to do with money and then money is a means of exchange so as long as you're exchanging things and at least in america at least Mm-hmm. It's going to be of importance, but it can't be the end all be all. Right. I think that um, just like the shaman said, like when it comes to intention, it's like, why do you want to do it? If you're doing it for a personal reason to improve the lives of yourself and the generations after you, then that's a pure intention. And you can kind of go out and do it <clears throat> and do that. But um, it's funny because I don't think not one person said anything that has to do with money. I think they alluded to it like, yes, it's great to have. And that's success in a sense, because if if you're financially independent, then you're not really worried about you can you can focus on other things with a more pure intent. Right. Um, well said. But yeah, man, it, it's it, it opened me up a lot. And and, and, and and actually from you learned a lot from people's backgrounds, too, on why 
they're so driven to do what they do. Some people came from very, very, very modest means. Some people, you know, didn't, you know, didn't come from those means, but they still had a drive because of what the, of what the expectation was of them because they came from something like that. Right. So I kind of got a respect for everyone who, um, who reached that pinnacle in their lives to become successful in their own way. I was most impressed by people that were, would have been good if they did nothing but still chose to elevate to a new level. An, an example of that would have been our interview with Frederic Fakai, who, as he detailed in his episode, he came from uh, upper middle class background mm-hmm. in a beautiful part of France. He had enough money to go to art school where he studied sculpture and still said, although I can be okay here, in a socialist country where they take care of my health care and my education. And if I ever get hard up in any way, you know, I'll be supported by, mm-hmm. by the government. He still chose to go to, as he said, the country where nothing is enough Yeah, to try to become something, even though that social safety net was not nearly as strong as it was in France. He still thought that being here in the United States would allow him the freedom and flexibility to hit a level that he wouldn't have been able to achieve if he stayed in his comfort zone. Oh, without question. I commend anybody who does, who, who does that, to be honest, because that's very hard to do. Mm-hmm. Like when things are taken care of and to go after to be something of your own, that's hard to, from a human nature standpoint, that's hard. So I, I tip my head off to um, Frederick. Who else, man? Mm. Man. I mean, we can pull out the catalog. Let's think about it. Let's think about it. I mean, while you're pulling it up, uh, one of the things that I still think about is your buddy Mark Malik. Uh, one of the first episodes that we had where he talked about that tapestry that he saw with uh, in the center of the tapestry, there was mm-hmm. a person taking care of their hearth at their house, like their fireplace. And it said, if you take care of your hearth, your family will be okay. And if you take care of your family... Your neighborhood will be okay. Mm -hmm. And if your neighborhood is okay, then your community is okay. And if your community is okay, then your your state is okay. Mm -hmm. And if your state is okay, your country is okay. And if your country is okay, the world's okay. Yeah. If everyone was just focusing and they distill it all the way down to your house, to your hearth, to the source of where everything kind of happens in your life, basically saying, if you focus on yourself and the people around you, and you make sure that your head's on straight, it has an exponential effect on essentially the world. Yeah, exactly. That, that was a powerful point. I'm looking at this list. Oleg was really, really good. The Uncomfortable oh. Conversations. Ooh, about race, race that inequality. Woo, we covered some heavy stuff, man. What <laughs> didn't was, we cover? That was good. We covered everything from top to bottom. Um, Scott Mason. Scott Mason, come on. I mean- we can't forget that Scott Mason episode was amazing. A, a humble, uh, ex- I mean, when he was a kid, he grew up in rural Arkansas, uh, adopted, uh, gay in a state where they are not necessarily accepting of people that are not, you know, white heterosexual, you know, traditional American families. Left goes to New York City, goes to what Columbia, yeah, law school. Amazing student. And now, I mean, he's got his own show, his own podcast. He's doing amazing. And the clarity he has of his thought and his vision and his purpose is inspiring. 100%. Um, 
Yeah, I, <clears throat> shout out to Scott because the only reason why we started, we have this podcast, is because of Scott. We talked it's to true. him. Uh, I think what in May of 2020, mm-hmm. and um, in June of 2020. <laughs> No, was it 20 or 2021? That was 2020. It was 20. Was it 2021? 2021. 2021. It was May of of 2021. And we started and we launched June of 2021. 2021. And here we are in July 2022. (laughs) Talk about some tuition that we have paid to learn how to do this. Yeah. Well, who else? Who else? Rich Cardona. Rich Cardona. The media genius. The media king. Um, Rich is impressive. Like, I, I... the things that I mean, the clients that he has in his media company is is hats off to him. Um, he works super hard. He understands. He cares a lot about what he does. Um, I've had people reach out to me on LinkedIn to ask if I even talked to him just to l- learn about his media background and how he thinks about things, because that's how dynamic he is in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like the, his episode, uh, the his episode, which is. Um, episode 551, which is finding your genius. That's what he was talking about. Like everybody has their genius. Mm. You, just ha- you just have to find yours and hone into it because your genius is something that you do naturally that you don't really have to work at to be good at it. And of right. course you got to hone in on it, you know, but it's, it's like if I'm, if I'm related to sports, it's like LeBron, LeBron James can play, but it's a lot of people who can play basketball. That's their genius. Now, to get to LeBron's level or Steph Curry's level, you have to work on the genius to become that. Mm-hmm. But their genius was playing the the, the game of, of basketball and his is in media. So, um, so let me ask you this. As we begin to slowly introduce the next show, yeah, if you were to sum up the definition of success now that we have interviewed, what, 74 75 77 77 well we did have a few episodes where it was just you and me it was us i want to talk about those two uh yeah we'll talk about that too but if we were to sum it up what would you say your definition of success is which was the goal of the show to define success i think with anything you have to define it for yourself i think the biggest lesson to learn with this from from a six like what is success i think is is what you deem it to be, which is hard because we're in media. What we see a lot of things every day that personify what's what success is. But just like the shaman said, it's all about your intention. If you want to be successful, you want you have to have to define it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be at such a grand scale where if you're not doing if you're not a billionaire, then you're a failure. Like it's not yeah. that it's whatever you think is success in your circle. And you have to stick to it mm-hmm. and don't let nobody um, sway you from that. So, like, if you're like, if you're, for example, if we wanted to start a wine company and we have one vineyard and we make really good wine, and then we're like, you know, we we've done a, a really really good job, and then someone's like, you only have one vineyard, mm-hmm. and then now, now you start does, feeling like guilty. We start to like, do we even work hard enough? Like, it's right. crazy. Like, it's it's how people can just start throwing things out there that can easily alter your mind about what you deem success is, but you have to. Because that's very hard because you're always going to be hit with that, it's especially be, like like for, where nothing is enough. Nothing is enough. You're in a, you're in a, at least in America. You yeah, see the nothing media, is enough culture. 100%. Everything is about the, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. But you have to define it for yourself and you got to hold that dear and don't let 
do what dear near and dear to your heart and don't let anybody come in ruin that for you because of what they think success is if you have one vineyard you make really really good wine and you're happy with that vineyard and you deem that successful that's what it is period did you know that only two percent of the world's coffee beans are good enough for don pablo for over 30 years don pablo coffee girls and roasters has been introducing americans to the world's most delicious coffees a pioneer in ethically sourced and chemical-free coffee, Don Pablo uses the world's best Arabica beans, hand-picked at the peak of ripeness for the richest and deepest flavors. Freshly roasted and naturally low in acidity, Don Pablo coffees can be found online at Amazon and at donpablocoffee.com. For a free bag of Don Pablo signature blend, go to donpablocoffee.com and put in the discount code SUCCESS. All we ask is that you cover shipping and handling. Now back to the show. Right. Um, and, and you got to hold it to your heart. Such sure. a good point because so many people will will see that there's always opportunity for growth, but should you always grow simply for the sake of growth? That was something that stressed me out a lot. Me too. Because every time that I would grow, I was like, okay, well, if I look at where I've come from, this has been an, an amazing amount of growth. Mm -hmm. However... I mean, I could still grow more. So should I still not be happy with my accomplishments because there is still so much more room for potential growth? And then you end up getting this energy about you where even when you do good things and you accomplish things, mm -hmm. you're never really enjoying it because there is always more room for growth. And uh, I don't think that's healthy. I, I don't think that's no. healthy. I think too is uh, we was, I was just looking at one of the shows that we did it was in I just saw the title that said get comfortable get comfortable with being uncomfortable mm. and that's a that's a balance because not everything has to be successful mm. right sure if I like to make wine I like to make wine I'm not trying to make it into a bit I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be a part of Napa Valley wines right, I just right. like to make wine I don't have to make that a thing because once you make whatever you love the the thing, especially when you're using it to uh, to live as income, as if you're doing this for like your me, your like your lifestyle, that's when it becomes stressful. Then you may lose the love of it. I can't remember who that was that was talking about that. And it was one of our final episodes, but he's talking about how there there were plenty of things that he enjoyed doing that when he made it a career, he immediately stopped enjoying it. One hundred percent. Oh man, who was that? I want to properly quote him but it's that same idea you know if you're an artist and you're like i just like painting I, like i sit down i paint i'm enjoying myself and then someone says you should make this a career now you got deadlines to meet and now like no one wants <laughs> exactly. to buy your art so now you feel like you suck and then you, you're on etsy and people are trying to undercut you and exactly all of a sudden like you just sitting down painting a damn like lake which was a pleasurable experience for you and now it's this miserable ego you know fuck where you're just like it's so stressed out about not being able to Make an income from it. 100%. Some things can stay hobbies. 1,000%. Some things can be used to generate income. And then if you can somehow, and this is going to get into my definition of success. I was just about to ask you, that you saw, I was going to ask you, what is yours? If you can somehow find a way to sustain your lifestyle doing something that you love, I think that that is the true definition of success. 
I think some people have a difficult time finding it, which is unfortunate because to your point or to what we were discussing before, sometimes it's difficult to turn a hobby or something that you're passionate about into a stable source of income. Yeah, for but sure. For, for me personally, I think if I can find a platform, which I believe I have, especially in the, in this show and in mm-hmm. the future show where I can enjoy the work and generate an income, it can't get much better than that. 100%. In my opinion. 100%. Um, I actually, that's another thing that I learned with this success thing too. I have one more point. But go no, ahead. no, go, 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 go. All right. So the last thing I would say is when it comes to success, as it relates to doing what you love and sustaining your income as financial advisors, <laughs> we have to factor in that you have to think about your future too. Yeah. So if you are living off of, let's say, $35,000 a year and you find something that makes you $35,000 a year, I don't think that that's successful because you still do have to think about your future. I still, I'm still tied to the profit motive in some way. Yeah, for sure. Because inflation is a very real thing. So I think if you live off $35,000 a year, you should try to shoot for like $55,000 a year because you got to save because there's going to be a day where you're not working anymore. And when people are like, oh, you're stressing out too much about the future, you know, you're, <laughs> you're putting all this financial bullshit on me where you got to invest. Look, man, this, this is not rocket science. Squirrels do this shit. Birds do this shit, <laughs> exactly. right? So when they're like this investing thing, like you're just doing this because it's an American. Ca-. No, man, it's not an American cap- capitalist shit. This is what squirrels do, man. They plant seeds. So like 40 years from now, there's going to be <laughs> an acorn, an acorn tree. <laughs> tree for their like great grandkids, right? Birds do the same thing. There's there's uh, parrots that when they eat, if you've ever had a parrot before, when they eat, they'll like eat like three seeds and then they'll just throw one on the ground because parrots live for oh. like three thousand years or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they live I for like they live for like you know like a hundred plus years. So they're like, damn, I'm a little parrot now, but I'm gonna throw a few of these seeds mm. on the ground. So like sixty years from now, when I'm still alive, there's gonna be a mango tree here for me to eat mangoes. So I think you always have to factor in your future into the present as well. Animals do it. And we're the smartest creature on this planet. We need to be doing that too. Everybody. You're right. It's funny that you use nature as an example, because that's what it is. Like ants work all year for food because when it gets cold, they they need something to keep them alive while it's cold out there. Mm -hmm. Birds, birds fly down in what? October. October ish, mid October right. to go where to where it's warmer because they know something is it's all everything is 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 a prepared thing. You're right. What I something that I learned with this whole journey too. Um, that we could talk about the new show. Um, is when it comes to success, when it comes to like passion, mm. I realize that everything that you're doing, you don't have to like. You know how people say like um. Go after your passion because it's, it's, it's every day you're going to wake up and it's not going to be a job. That's absolute bullshit because there's a lot of things that you within, <laughs> so within your thing that you like. For example, right? I, I read this and I was reading the biography of Steve Jobs. When you know when when Apple got huge, you know what he did the majority of his week? You know where he was? Where? In a courtroom. Really? Because Apple was always sued. Getting all the sued. Time? 
all the time. He loved Apple and making the products and sitting with the production team and making things that we hold near and dear to our heart. Right. But the majority, when he became a billionaire, the majority of his time was spent in the courtroom trying to fight off lawsuits because of patent infringement, quote unquote, or whatever, whatever the fuck. So it's just like everything, even when you're building, the, you, you could love anything that you do, whether it's media, whether it's sports, whether it's beverages or food. Right. You may love cooking the food, but then you may not like trying to sell your food or trying to market the food. And I like cleaning the kitchen, cleaning the kitchen. Right. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of nuances that goes into a dream that you're going to hate. You, you, you like the ultimate thing, mm. which is doing what you like to do. But the process of getting to that point is going to absolutely suck. Right. Right. We like being financial advisors. We like having our own businesses. But remember those lean, lean years in the uh, beginning? Yeah. <laughs> I still have nightmares about those years. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. The process of building a business is brutal. And, and that's the reason why a lot of people don't survive oh, it. So brutal. Right? Because you hear a lot of no's. And especially this is what you like. This is your your quote unquote dream. I, and I like it. Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson said something that was profound. Now, um, when it comes to success, he said, God sometimes punishes you by giving you everything you want. Mm. Right. What do you mean by that? So when he was growing up, you know, he was a great boxer, obviously, but then it was, he had money, he had fame, he had popularity. Mm. He said he was never more at peace until he went to jail and when he was broke. Cause wow. now nobody was leeching off of him. Nobody was asking him for something and nobody had angles at him when he didn't have anything. Mm. He was on a show recently and he goes, and one of the hosts goes, dude, you was making 30 to 40 million dollars a fight. What you mean that you're you're happy without the money? I, he said you want it. He said you have you have it and then you see what comes with it. And then you just want to give it back. Wow. Right. It's like you have it and you have all this status. But then everything that your life is scrutinized like crazy. You can't do anything. Sure. Every, media spins a lot of stuff to them that may not have happened. So, so it's true. like so he says sometimes he blesses you what well, he punishes you by giving you everything you think you want and then you get in you experience it and with everything that comes with it you're like I'd rather just be without right Shit. so that, so I said all that to say I learned that you know well one you know you're not going to like everything you're doing in your passion you're just not this, it's impossible to do right and also too what I learned I think I forgot who said this one I guess get get some sleep Team no sleep is is unhealthy. You're going to burn out, right? These people, these people that are hustle porn, you know, <laughs> they're just going, 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 going. Exactly. Who is C.C. Arnold said that? <laughs> yes, that was another n notable thing. She's like, this hustle porn culture. And I was like, hustle porn? What the hell? I've never heard that term. It's hustle porn. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm watching hustle porn all the time. Motivational clips. Some dude saying you got to never stop. You know, <laughs> you know, you're not done until you're a billionaire. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and why do I listen to him? Like, why? Because he's got a cool haircut. Like, who is this guy? So he also has tattoos and muscles. He's got tattoos, muscles <laughs> and very cool sunglasses. But. I mean, like that is a culture that's surfacing that I. That's American culture, though. Yeah, I mean, it's it's American culture, but it's a part of American culture. Not everybody's like a hustle porn. That's a very specific type of person. <laughs> we might be, gravitate towards that just due to the nature of the industry that we're in. Yeah. So we might think it's the whole country, but there's plenty <laughs> of like hippies out there that are just growing like corn that have no idea what the fuck hustle porn is. Off the grid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like, you know, there's, you know, a guy in a manufacturing plant now that's not watching Instagram videos of Tony Robbins doing jumping jack. <laughs> so like that is a very specific culture that you have to be weary of um, because yeah. it could suck you in and, and make you, it's supposed to motivate you, but it actually kind of stresses you out. Without question. Without question. So <clears throat> this pivot that we're about to make. Mm, here we go. So you, you go. Well, folks, successors, we're going to have to give you a new name. No longer are you successors. We're going to have to think of a new name for, yeah, for our listeners. But Chris and I said, look, how much longer realistically can we ask people questions about <laughs> success without this becoming redundant yeah, in exactly. some way? We had 75 conversations about success, and we now feel that we have a good understanding of what it means to be successful. So what's next for us? What's next for us? So Chris and I had a lot of reflecting time. I mean, we've basically taken the last, what do you figure? <laughs> like four months, five four months. Four months off, yeah. Yeah. And we were like, look, what what is it that we actually need that's not being delivered right now in the world of, of media? Mm. And what we're doing is we are creating a new show called the eight question show the eight question <clears throat> show where we are going to be educating our listeners on a variety of different topics each month there will be a whole new series s- focusing on a very specific subject matter absolutely we're going to kick it off by having some guests talking about real estate we got mike z coming back to talk about the cannabis business and yeah. the plant we're going to get into politics. We're getting into fitness. We're going to ask each guest eight questions with the goal of you guys having an intimate, high level of understanding of each of these subject matters by the conclusion of each series. Each series is going to be a month long. And by the end of it, you're going to be able to go to Thanksgiving dinner and speak at length <laughs> about 12 new subjects every single year. For sure. For sure. And we carefully curate the eight questions. So, you know, it's it's more so like, you know, Brian and I put a lot of questions on the table and we want to inject your brain with knowledge by asking the right questions around these subject matters. Right. Um, because, again, we're going to have fun. You know, it's going to be lively. Um, you know, we have interesting guests. Um, but like you said, we're, we're the goal is to be a very reliable source of information keeping right. that journalistic integrity at making it entertain. And it's going to be in digestible bites. People It's not going digestible to be bites. 16 hours long per show. It's going to be between 15 and 25 minutes a show. We've seen the footage. You guys end up tuning us out after about 11 seconds of us talking. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, good intro. I think you listen to the show for the intro song and then you turn it off. That's it. You know, the intro. Okay. And done. All right, okay, okay back, back to my day. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So we yeah. hear you. We hear you. Yeah. We're going to yeah. shorten it. We're going to shorten it. Shorten it. Keep it sweet. Uh, keep it very interesting. Keep it fun. But like Brian said, you're going to whatever. Not saying that we're going to teach you about real estate and then go back to the 1600s of when it originally started. We're going to give you a workable knowledge around it. Workable so you, knowledge. So you can, you know, you can function or use the information however you see fit. Now don't give too much away, man. Yeah. We got to surprise them all. You don't have to do anything different. It's going to be on the same feed <laughs> where you've been getting your Success Fundamentals episodes. Yeah. And to that point, Success Fundamentals 
is now shifting into a media company. The Eight Questions Absolutely. show will be one of the shows that we produce. Absolutely. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be fun, man. I'm, looking, I'm very interested in this journey and where it's going to go. Me too. And there's going to be a YouTube component to it as well. Yes. Yes. We're going to, we heard you again. We heard, we, we see when, when you tune out and we've done a lot of research, we understand mm. that we get some most views is live in person content, interesting content. Um, so Brian and I are going to bring it for sure. Yep. It's all going to be recorded live. I don't know. It seems like people just aren't into a zoom meetings anymore. I, I can't imagine why. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't imagine why. Exactly. Are you guys sick of zoom meetings yet? Uh, so yeah, it's it's gonna be live. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be something special. We we want to give you as much content and as much value as possible. Uh, so if you guys have uh, things that you're curious about, if there's a subject matter, especially one that you're like, I know this is an important subject matter, but I know jack shit about it, and I <laughs> and I feel like I want to know more about it, but I just can't find a place where they can kind of just distill it down to its big points. Exactly. Uh, we want to be that, that place for you. Exactly. It's going to be fun. Like I hope you would thank you for taking this journey up into this point, you know, uh, ranking us in the top 5% of all podcasts. So we, and, you know, so we appreciate that. And you understand sometimes our shows at, at times could be sleepers. This is, <laughs> this is, this is not going to be that for sure. We, you're, you're actually going to see the real side of, of, of Brian and, uh, Brian and I. So it's going to be fun. I can't wait for it. Me too. Me too. So successors, we just want to thank you. Thank you so much for being supportive of us up to this point. We have more to come. This is not the end. This is returning the, the first chapter is done. Now we're starting the second chapter of what Chris and I are going to produce for you. So stay tuned and we're looking forward to seeing you as listeners of the A Question Show. Boom. This concludes another episode of Success Fundamentals. We hope you found today's discussion useful to your life in some way. Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook.